Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. I want to welcome you to today's program of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs, and I'm your host for this hour as I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. You just heard the number to call in and be on the program. It is 303-690-3000. We have all open lines. This is the program, of course, where you get to call in and ask a question or give a prayer request. And I'd love for you to call in today. Uh, We are uh, here to minister to you, to give you the Word of God, uh, to encourage you in prayer, uh, to just be a blessing to you any way that we can here at Calvary Live. So Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley with you. I'm usually with you on Monday and Tuesdays, and uh, but I am looking forward to see what the Lord has for us in this hour of Calvary Live. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. It's good to call early and grab one of those open lines because as the show continues, sometimes they fill up. And uh, so if you've been wanting to call, please give me a call to ask your question or your prayer request. And then also there's another means for you to be able to ask a question or a prayer request. As most of you know, they have listened into Calvary Live and to this program, and that is a, a text line. Be sure that you're safe when you text, and it is a dedicated text line. No one will answer the uh, line. No one will—you can't leave a message or a voicemail or anything. It's just for texting, and that number is 720-336-0897. I do want to add that that is available for you as a prayer line 24-7, and there will be those who will be praying for you as you— uh, text in your prayer request. But during this next hour, if you got a question you want to text in or uh, have a prayer request, we will be looking at that as time permits. 720-336-0897 is the text line. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners today. You're listening live on this beautiful, beautiful Monday, and uh, we are, are in the season at Advent, and uh, it's a wonderful time of the year. Uh, even though th- we're going through all the challenges of uh, the things that are taking place with COVID and everything else, and and uh, we have reason to, to be joyful, reason to have gladness of heart, reason to have peace, all those things that are spoken of this time of the year, uh, to be joyful. Um, it is found in the Lord, and so uh, we are ones that Uh, can just rejoice in the fact uh, that Jesus Christ has come and his provision for us on the cross and dying for our sins and rising again. Uh, Always remember that we have a hope. Even as Jeremiah in his book of Lamentations, I was looking today, that as he's just grieving over uh, the loss of a city and really speaking about a funeral of Jerusalem as it was destroyed, 
in 586 BC. But in that book of Lamentation, he says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. His hope was in the Lord, that through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassion fails not. And they are new every morning. And every morning that we wake up, we have his compassion, we have his mercy, we have hope in him, and uh, and it's a wonderful truth that we have. Give me a call. Lines are starting to fill up, 303-690-3000. Just a quick shout-out to those of you who are listening, perhaps on Truth or Hope FM on the East Coast or any other radio station uh, that picks up uh, this program, Calvary Live. Then uh, as you are listening to the program, there's a week delay, but you can call it 303-690-3000 and be on the show and then listen next week to the program that you are on. And then also want to welcome all the online listeners throughout the country, even different parts of the world, that as you are listening perhaps on a mobile app or maybe on uh, the Grace FM website, we welcome you. We'd love for you to call, be a part of the program. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go ahead and go to Ryan and Parker. Ryan, how are you? Hey, good. Thank you. How's it going? Good. good. How are you? Great. Thank you. Having a nice one. Glad I got through here. We had uh, went into the promises of the new covenant last time with you a couple weeks ago, according to the old uh-huh. covenant. We talked about it. Seems like there's more grace that comes out of that sanctification and wisdom. Then right. I wanted to go into when I went with you, but we didn't really have time with the lines full. Something that I don't need to know, but I always wondered in a way. We all want the wisdom and all the guidance and counsel that we can get through the Word and through Him. And um, with Solomon, um, in chapter 3 of Kings, I'm sure you know that he talks about Solomon asked him in the dream for wisdom, and he didn't ask him for riches, and God said in Kings chapter 3, verse 12, um, um... I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. But then it says in verse 13, and nobody talks about that I noticed reading through it, is that it says, And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. So I'm wondering what that tied into 13, where he says, among the kings all your days, if he's tying verse 12 into giving him the most wisdom, in fact, of all the kings, and maybe not as much wisdom as like the Apostle Paul had when he was given the message of the cross in Romans and stuff, and what he gives to the New Covenant Christians being you and I, for wisdom where we have... um, the whole entire new new testament and then in john the last thing i'll say in john um i forget which chapter 16 verse um verse 13 when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on there it is 13 when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth so what is your take to my curiosity into if we have more wisdom than Solomon in certain respects? Well, yeah, and Solomon did have that great wisdom. I, the leaders came from all over to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and of course we read all the Proverbs, and he wrote many more Proverbs 
that aren't recorded in God's Word. What interests me, Ryan, is that he had wisdom, and he had great wisdom. He had um, the wisdom of God. Jesus, who brings the new covenant, is the wisdom of God. And it's, of course, you know, Jesus talked about, and even Peter in his his first epistle writes about how the prophets of old, uh, the Old Testament saints, longed to see what they were seeing when Jesus came on the scene. Uh, when Jesus rebuked Capernaum, Chorazin, uh, Bethsaida, he said, they longed to see what you saw, to hear what you hear. And they didn't have the full revelation like we do. So we have the Word of God, of course, the canon of Scripture, to give us wisdom. But what intrigues me about Solomon is he was given wisdom, but he didn't follow that wisdom. He ended up in his life worshiping foreign gods. He was told uh, in Deuteronomy that when they were to go in the Promised Land, the Lord said long before Solomon came on the scene, that you tell the king that he is not to multiply wives, he's not to multiply horses, and he's not to multiply gold. What does Solomon do? He multiplied wives, he multiplied horses, he multiplied gold. So he he had wisdom um, that the Lord brought to him, and he was known for his wisdom. But over time, I, I think about this with Solomon, is that he didn't live out that wisdom. And I think that's what true wisdom is, is not just knowing the Word of God, but having it worked out in your life. We, of course, we have the canon of Scripture. We have this new covenant. Uh, we have the fuller revelation of the cross of Jesus Christ. And um, so, you know, we have the one who is the wisdom of God. And as we abide in this word, um, as we know his word, as we know him personally, the Holy Spirit, as you mentioned in John's gospel, to teach us and to guide us. And um, so that's kind of my take on it. But um, Solomon was an interesting individual. Yeah, I really admire, I really like him the most out of the Bible. But in terms of the book of Ecclesiastes, quickly, do you think that all of those um, 12 chapters were, uh, in fact, the righteous truth being told in certain respects, or was it in some fashion in his old age, him in some verses possibly going astray as he, when he kind of went yeah. to the high places with his wives and his concubines? What do you think of your take on the book of Ecclesiastes? Well, the Ecclesiastes, I think, was written you know, later in his life because he talks about that it's all vanity. He tried everything. Um, he said, nothing new under the sun, and I'm just kind of going from what I've read in Ecclesiastes and uh, remembering that book, but nothing's new under the sun. Um, he had talked about uh, that you know he tried to find satisfaction, fulfillment in uh, knowledge, in riches, in you know women, in partying. You know he had exotic parties that today Hollywood would even envy. Um, and he said nothing new is under the sun. And then he concludes it by saying that this is the sum of it, if I remember, and I'll try to turn there that. To keep his commandments, and um, and I think Solomon really was empty because he didn't have that that close relationship with the Lord. He lost that over time. He did give in to those foreign wives and was burning incense, which actually ended up uh, introducing idol worship to the country once again. 
And it also reminds me of this, and I think this is an important um, thing to remember, that Paul the Apostle comes along, he comes along a thousand years later, and he says something very, very important. He says, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace in Romans chapter 8. You know what? He ended up being carnally minded, multiplying horses, thousand wives and concubines, gold, all these other things given over to the foreign uh, gods and all of that. It just, if we're carnally minded and get caught up in those things, first of all, Ecclesiastes tells us that we're not going to be satisfied. It's not going to bring us true fulfillment, maybe temporary, but not true lasting fulfillment. And it just ends up bringing death. It ends up bringing death to our spiritual walk. And that's why the prosperity movement that you've seen in the church that has become popular, that's the fallacy of it. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And if any of us want to experience life and peace the way it was meant to be, then we're to be spiritually minded and stay close to the Lord and walk in his ways. And so that's what Ecclesiastes really shows us. Well, thank you. Thanks for talking about the Word today and putting Thanks, me on Ryan. today and for showing up and all that. So I uh, thank you. You again, bet, Ryan. Friend. You bet, Ryan. God bless you. Have a great week, okay? Heaven in there. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Lines filled up quickly today, which is great. And uh, when somebody hangs up, you can call and, and get one of those open lines. We're going to continue to move. 303-690-3000 is... The call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Kathy and Parker. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Doc. Hi, Pastor Jeff. This is Kathy, and uh, I was just wondering if you could um, lift up my husband and I. We're just having some struggles. We're having some disagreements, and it just seems like our... Well, on my case, I can just feel my flesh just trying to rise up and strike out, and it's we're just in an uncomfortable place where he has one okay. opinion, I have another, and I don't need to go into all the details because Jesus no. knows all the details. But I, he I just does. pray that I just ask that you would lift this up in yeah. prayer that God would help unify us, help my flesh not get the best of me, and just yeah. make God's peace and unity beyond my marriage. Absolutely. And the Lord wants to do that work. And sometimes, you know, in those situations, circumstances, whatever it is in a marriage where two people are coming together, and uh, I think the real key, and maybe you guys are doing this, is to really seek the Lord together and seek His Word. And He desires to direct and to guide and to give you a peace that passes understanding to give you a peace that rules in your heart. And sometimes that means just waiting on the Lord and just to have those discussions, you know, and and just really to go through that process. And that's what I'm going to pray for, um, Kathy, is that the Lord will show you that, um, that you guys will really just, um, that the Lord will put on your husband's heart and in yours as well to come together because the Lord will guide you and direct you and be a voice behind you saying, this is the way. And uh, he he's so, so good at doing that. We have him in our lives, and he desires to do that. So, Lord, I just pray for Kathy 
I just pray that as her and her husband, as we all in life um, are, are living day by day, the cares of life, the decisions, the challenges, uh, Lord, you know what they're going through. You know the, the things that have come up. And Lord, I just pray for Kathy that you help her be patient, that Lord, that you would um, just give her uh, comfort in her heart, that you would give her peace in her heart. And Lord, I just pray that uh, for her husband, that you would speak to him concerning these matters, that they would come together, they would seek you, they would seek your word, knowing that you desire as we come to you and as we wait on you, then you desire to, to speak to us. And Lord, that you would do that and they can trust you and that there would be unity in the marriage of oneness of heart and Lord, traveling together, knowing that you're the one that leads them and guides them in everything. I just pray for that work in their marriage, for just a coming together and drawing closer to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank, thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. You're, wel- you're welcome, Kathy. I'll be praying for you. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. God bless you. 303-690-3000. Love to have you give me a call here on Calvary Live on this beautiful day along the Front Range in Colorado. And uh, wherever you're at, in the country, you can give us a call at 303-690-3000. believe we got an open line, but let's go to Rose in Denver. Hello. Hi, Rose. Hi, Pastor. You're on I Calvary Live. I have a prayer request for my okay. grandson, Tino. Um, okay. He's just turned 19. Um, he mm-hmm. has been in some trouble in his past. I mean, he don't have a big past, but... But he just, um, as it seems like as he gets older, he is more rebellious, more disrespectful, not only to his mom, but me too. His dad has never, he knows who his dad is, but his dad has never been in his life in any way, shape, or form. And it's just, uh, it's getting bad. My daughter's ready so to s- kick him out. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> sorry, Rose. And that's difficult when that happens to her, you know, our children. And it's hard yeah. and... You know, it, I, it, I was thinking of this very thing, Rose, and then we're going to pray. I was uh-huh. thinking of this very okay. thing of, of Jeremiah when he's writing Lamentations about how, you know, what had happened and, and the children and the things that had happened and how his heart broke. And it reminded me when we see the people that we love and care for that are, you know, in rebellion against the Lord, because the things that Jeremiah is writing about was because of their disobedience and turning away from the Lord and following the dictates of their own hearts. And he wept over it. He lamented. That's thus the name Lamentations, uh, that book in the Old Testament. And we do the same thing, right? We hurt for our children. We hurt for our grandchildren. And the poles of the world and, and how they get involved in so many things and and so, you know, I can sense your heart and feel your heart, and we lament and we weep over it. And Father, I pray for Rosa, pray for Chino, I pray for her grandson, uh, Lord, that being pulled into the world, uh, being disrespectful to mom, um, the things that perhaps are pulling him into getting in trouble. Lord, I just pray, first of all, for Rose, I pray for her daughter to be able to uh, minister to her son. Lord, I just pray that you would intervene. 
and Lord, that you get hold of his heart and you would cause, um, Lord, just for him to, to stop and to hear your voice and to be reminded of your love. And Lord, I pray for Rose and I pray for the family to be able to reiterate that to him. And I also ask, Lord, as our young people are being pulled so much into the world, that, Lord, that you would just uh, intervene and that he would know that um, somehow, some way, as you soften his heart and open up the, his eyes spiritually, that you have a wonderful plan for him. And, Lord, that you love him. So I just pray for Rose. I pray for the family. I pray for this young man, that you get a hold of his heart, that he would come to know you. He would come to, to, to surrender his life to you, uh, knowing that this world is a big ripoff. And this world will lead him down to a road of just uh, defeat and discouragement. And, and Lord, that you would uh, give him, um, Lord, uh, just, um, just the quiet to where he can hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, so very much. You're welcome, Rose. I'll be praying. You keep praying, too. Don't give up. Yes. Okay? Okay. Thank okay. you. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000. Maybe you got a question or you got a prayer request, and I know that uh, many of us were praying for loved ones and family and children and grandchildren, and um, it, it is difficult days. Paul said that in the last days it will be perilous times, and I believe we're seeing that now. And uh, we need to be praying. We need to be encouraging each other. That's one of the things I've really have emphasized with my congregation. It's just what the Lord has put on my heart is that, oh, we need to be drawing close to the Lord and we need to encourage each other. And that's partly what Calvary Live is about, to encourage you and to bless you. So um, so grateful to be able to have the opportunity to pray with you. You should call in 303-690-3000. I believe we got an open line. And the text line is 720-336-0897. And let's see where we're at. I believe we're with Robert in Castle Rock. Hi, Robert. Hey, Pastor, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. It's kind of a family I've been worrying about. I was wondering if I could okay. get some prayer for them. Absolutely. How can we pray for them? Uh, well, first, I would say pray for my dad. Uh, he's been having some financial issues, and he can't find work because of everything that's going on. And so yeah. I just kind of pray for a financial breakthrough for him. And also for my cousin, my uncle, uh, they are currently strung out on crystal meth. And okay. I've been down that road. It was really, really hard for me to come back. And the Lord guided me through, and I just don't want them to have to get to the place that I was at before they realize exactly what they're doing, not just to themselves, but to the family as well. Um, right. You know, my cousin's been stealing from his mother, my aunt, to feed his addiction, and it's just, it's gotten really bad. Nobody can really reach out to him, um, and like, it's like they won't even admit that they have a problem. And so I just pray that the Lord would cut you know, all chains of addiction and ties with that drug and restore Absolutely. my family. Absolutely. Father, I pray for Robert's family as he calls in, and and Lord, you care for his family. Um, I pray for his dad who's looking for work. This COVID has caused uh, many people to 
be furloughed or lose their jobs or hours are cut. We see it all over. And Lord, it's had a devastating economic effect on our state, on our nation. And Lord, I just pray you help his dad uh, find that job he needs to to be able to provide for himself, to catch up with bills. Lord, that uh, you would just be with him and guide him and uh, because you care for our needs. And you promised that you would supply our needs in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I just pray for him, that you would guide him to the right place. And, Lord, I also pray for his um, uncle and cousin that drugs have uh, entered their lives, has a grip on their lives. They're in bondage to it. They're in captivity, and it brings so many other things um, that come with it. That is uh, the deception and dishonesty, and uh, it's just it's a destroyer. And I pray that you would help them, free them from this addiction, from this bondage they're in, from um, the the drugs that ruins lives and ruins families. And I just pray that somehow you get a hold of their hearts. And I pray for Robert, you hope to be able to minister if there's any way, because I know that the separation comes, the the denying, the lying, all the other things, but help Robert to be able to minister but right now we have the ministry of intercessory prayer and we lift them up. You know who they are. And I just pray for this family that you would work, that you'd work miracles, that you would free, that you would provide, that you would, um, Lord, just touch them and minister to them in every way that they need. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Robert, you we're going to keep, we're going to keep praying. Yeah. And, you know what? We'll keep praying, and you keep praying, and uh, we'll join in with you in that. If you need anything, you call back, okay? Absolutely. We'll do. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. I love you, man. You too, Robert. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Oh, you know, there's the world and, and the things of the world and the deception and uh, what the enemy does in um, just destroying lives and drugs and alcohol and pornography and everything else. And, and it's so rampant and it's gotten worse in this pandemic. It brings depression and hopelessness. And, uh, oh, we need the Lord more than ever. We need to, to just uh, stand in the gap for people and to pray for them and to encourage them every way that we can. So let's go to Matt and Centennial. Matt, are you there? Hi, Pastor. How are you, Matt? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling. Um, so I wanted to lift up my wife. She, um, she's gotten to a point of hopelessness and trying to get pregnant. We've been trying for four years, and that's been her you know, life's dream to be a mom. And uh, we, we can't afford to adopt or do anything to help right. our chances of getting pregnant. So it's, it's just been so devastating to have all these negative tests all the time. So just, yeah, for my wife. Yeah. I want to give you a, a word of encouragement because, you know, there are things that, that happen in our life. We think, Lord, don't you care? Don't you see? Don't you hear? You know what part of the Christmas story is? When you look at Luke's gospel, that when the angel showed up to speak to Zacharias, um, Zacharias uh, heard the words of the angel saying, your prayers have been heard. 
and that is that Zacharias and Elizabeth had been praying for a baby. And I imagine the very first thing that Zacharias was thinking is, well, you mean our prayers have been heard. We're old. Um, we're past the age of childbearing. My wife, uh, we haven't prayed that prayer for a long time. But where I want to encourage you in is that the Lord does hear your prayer. And to encourage your wife not to lose hope. There is always hope in the Lord. And I don't know, you know what the future is as far as having a child, but he does care for you, and he loves you, and he hears your prayer. And, um, and you just keep giving it to the Lord. And I know because we just pray for certain things. So, Matt, you know what? You hear the music. I, I'm sorry for that, but I wanted you to hear that word of encouragement. I want you to hang on. We're going to come back to the other side of the break, and then I'm going to pray, okay? We'll okay, be right thank back. Thank you so much, Pastor. You bet. We'll be right back. You're listening to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. And so glad to be with you on this Monday. And uh, we're just uh, having a wonderful time here and uh, a, a very fruitful time. And just praying for people and answering questions. And so privileged to be with you and and so thankful for all of you that are listening. And uh, we're going to get back to the callers. But you just heard those numbers 303-690-3000 is the call-in number that you can call in and, and uh, ask a question or a prayer request. The text line is 720-336-0897. I do want to follow up with Matt. Matt, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Matt, I want to give you Lamentations chapter 3. Um, it's really spoken to me lately because, you know, I, I'm praying for... You know, certain things, personal things that I think, Lord, why why waiting? Lord, why aren't you working? And it seems like it's been so long. And and I know that feeling. And um, I have to remember that the Lord is working. And is Jeremiah that says this, I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21. He says that, first of all, that I have hope. Because we can get so focused and put our minds on the things that aren't happening. And the Lord wants us to fall back on the things that we can understand, the things that are happening as he's growing us and and maturing us. And it's hard to wait on the Lord. He says the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassion fails not. They're new every morning. And great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. And then he says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. And you know what? You can you can share that with your wife and say, this is God's word, that he's good for those who wait on him. And you're in a period of, of waiting. Um, and it's a long wait. But your hope is in him. And he says that my soul, therefore, I hope in him. And Lord, you are my portion. And we can trust him with our lives and what he's doing in your life. Keep praying. Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. And he's probably going, what? 
You know, we haven't prayed that for a long time. The Lord doesn't forget. His mercies are new every morning. And he is going to work in your life somehow, some way. I don't know exactly how, because his compassion fails not. And his mercies are new every morning. So, Father, I pray for Matt. I pray that as he desires to encourage his wife to be praying for something that you long for, um, that to wait and wait and wondering if you're working, Lord, that somehow you are working. And your compassion fails not. And your mercies are new every morning. And that, that you are our portion and our hope is always in you. So as they're confronted with the things that they don't understand, that they can fall back into things that they do understand. And your word says that you are good to those who wait for him. And as they're waiting on you and as they're crying out to you, that they would be reminded that nothing separates us from your love, that you love them and your love remains. And Lord, just give them a peace in their hearts, give them joy in their hearts, and for Matt, for his wife, uh, to always know that her hope is in you and uh, that you would just reaffirm that. And that the ministry of the Messiah, I think about my Isaiah, is you don't quench a smoking flax and you don't break a bruised reed, that you would strengthen and that you would bring warmth, and that you would work in their hearts. And our hope is always in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Uh, I really needed you, that because I've been praying and we've been praying together and I just, I don't have any words anymore for her, you know, with all the tests no. that come back negative. And, so. I know. Keep keep giving it to the Lord. Somehow he, he, he is working. And I know that feeling of working, you know, of praying, and even for my own family. And it's like, Lord, why, why sometimes? And and I just need to trust in him, but also to rest in his love that he is working and um, and to wait on him. And that's a hard thing to do is to wait, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Matt, God bless you. If you need any more prayer, you call back, okay? Absolutely. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. Got an open line, 303-690-3000, waiting on the Lord. I know that perhaps some of you that are listening, that you're waiting, you're praying for your children, you're praying for your spouse, you're you're praying for a situation. And I want you to know that the Lord hears you, and He sees you, um, and He desires to work in your in your in your life and he loves you and um you can keep looking to him because his mercies are new every morning and great is his faithfulness and to know this that it's his compassion fails not for you it's a good word for all of us hey let's go to adrian in greeley hi adrian adrian are you there Okay. Hey, Adrian, um, I don't know if you're going to call back, but um, I'm going to go ahead, take another call, and then come back um, to you for your prayer request for a job interview, because we need to pray for you with this job interview. But let's go to Lainey in Broomfield. Hi, Lainey. Lainey, are you there? In Broomfield. So... 
I'll wait for that to see if that comes up. Um, she wants prayer for her dad who's positive for COVID-19. And, um, and she had a question as well. So hopefully she can come back. And uh, we do. That, I think, gives us all open lines, 303-690-3000. may have some on the line right now. But uh, give me a call, and I'd uh, love to talk with you, give you um, some encouragement any way that I can, uh, and love to be able to show you Scripture and to uh, just bless you in any way that we can. One of the things that we've been talking about, I'm going to just take a minute, is... Um, you know, the Lord and his word is true for us. And his, uh, as I read Lamentations 3, as I give other verses to you, that uh, it's so important that we get established in God's word because it does bring comfort to us. It brings hope to us. And his word is true. And, and one of the things that I'm reminded in this season of Advent is that, um, the story in Isaiah chapter 7. And in that story, when Isaiah came to Ahaz, and you know Ahaz was the king of Judah, he was going to be attacked by the king of Israel and the king of Syria, and he was fretting and upset and trying to come up with a plan. And it was Isaiah that came to him and said, listen, this attack is not going to happen. Um, this is the word of the Lord. And he said to him, if you will not believe, surely you will not be established. And Ahaz, his heart wasn't right with the Lord, um, and uh, he wouldn't believe the Lord. So uh, it was Isaiah that said, uh, you know, ask for a sign and uh, ask it either, you know, in the depth or in the height above. And Ahaz said, no, I'm not going to do that. So here was the word given to him, that the Lord himself will give you a sign, that behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and she'll call his name Emmanuel. And I love that because, you see, God is with us. And and the sign is given to you is that the Lord is with you, and we can be established in his promises and in his word and to believe it and, and to know that he hasn't forsaken us. He's not going to leave us as orphans. And he hears our prayers as we cry out to him, and he desires for us to come to him. And so Remember this in this Christmas season, that Emmanuel, God is with us, and be established in this word. Well, let's go ahead. I think Lainey is back. Lainey? Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am good. Thank you for calling Calvary Live. Um, So one, I had um, maybe to ask for some advice uh, in my prayer life and in my faith, um, because it seems like the deeper I get in the Lord and the things of Christ, it seems like it's harder to pray. Sometimes the more I try to push through, it seems like I hit a brick wall. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you had any advice on how to push through and, and, and pray, because it seems like the more I try to do it, the harder it gets. Well, for you know, I've heard a lot of, you know, this is how you have this deeper prayer life and all of this. And prayer... To me, I keep prayer very, very simple. To me, it's just um, a lot of times prayer comes through as I read the Word of God, and, you know, there's that communication. He's speaking to me through the Word, and then, you know, something will hit me, and I'll just begin to pray to the Lord. But I think prayer is something that we don't have to make so difficult. Just give Him your heart. Just give Him your heart as you pray. And sometimes we think that we have to pray for a certain length of time. We have to pray for an hour. We have to pray for two hours. 
What is interesting is you look at the prayers of the saints, like Daniel, Nehemiah, uh, Paul's prayers in uh, the scriptures. They're relatively short prayers, but they are prayers that really speak of the spiritual needs um, of, you know, just giving your heart to the Lord, not trying to, you know, convince him, not trying to manipulate. And I'm not saying you're doing those things at all, but sometimes we can, if I pray harder, if I pray longer, then um, somehow that's going to, you know, get God's attention or approval or whatever. Just give him your heart. And just in the simplicity of, Lord, here it is. Sometimes I don't know what to pray, to be honest, Laney. Sometimes it's like, I'm not sure how to pray. And Romans chapter 8 tells us that in those times that the Holy Spirit is there, in our groanings and in our utterances, because I, I there are times where I'm overwhelmed. There are times where I'm hurting. There are times where I'm frustrated. And I think that's where I'm thinking, Lord, I don't know quite how to pray, but here's my heart. And the Holy Spirit takes those utterances, Romans chapter 8, and intercedes for us and and presents them before the Father. And that brings me great comfort in my prayer life, that, Lord, even when I'm just overwhelmed and I don't know what to say or I don't know how to articulate it, you see my heart and the Holy Spirit intercedes, but just give them your heart and just you know, it, it's here because he knows our hearts anyway. And I think that in that time that the Lord really begins to minister to us and uh, praying through those times and at different times. But there's no set formula that I have, Laney. It, it's just a prayer life of saying, I have the privilege to go into the Holy of Holies. And that's what Hebrews chapter 10 declares because of the blood of Jesus Christ into his presence. And I can do it, you know, the, the Old Testament you know, uh, saints hearing that and, you know, uh, because Hebrews deals with the Old Covenant and a lot of the old, you know, sacrifices and everything that Jesus, what he's provided for us. And those of the Old Testament would be amazed to hear that that verse in the book of Hebrews, that we can come boldly into the Holy of Holies with confidence because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's not just once a year that, the you know, like the high priests, or for a short time, it's any time, any time. Praying morning, noon, night, as many times as we want. And so just see it as a privilege and an opportunity to just present your heart to the Lord and to say, Lord, here's my prayer. Here are my supplications. Here's my intercession. You know, um, when you think of somebody during the day, you know, that, oh, Lord, you put that person on my heart. I just want to pray for them. To me, that's, that's what prayer is really, I enjoy, and I, I love being able to just go to the Lord. Sometimes I'll just sit down and like take a deep breath and say, oh Lord, you know, I just, I need your wisdom this next hour, this next appointment, just a lifestyle of prayer. And, and maybe that's how we break through. It's just, just always being sensitive to just speaking to the Lord and calling out to the Lord. Okay, I appreciate that. It just sometimes feels like there's opposition coming up against me, if that makes sense. Yeah, there can be. You know, the, the, the enemy, you know, wants to discourage you and, you know, doubt. There's fears. There's all these other things that can come in. But the Lord desires for us to say, here's my doubts. Here's my fears. 
Lord, I know that, 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 you know, a sense of all those things and just being able to just stop and say, Lord, here it is. You know, one of the things is, <clears throat> again, um, you know, when Peter stepped out of that boat, all he could do is say three words, Lord, help me. <laughs> it's a prayer that the Lord hears. Lord, help me, or Lord, give me wisdom, or Lord, help me. Just, I just want to draw closer to you to hear from you, to, to be able to express these things to you. And I believe that he desires to help us in that. Thank you, Pastor. And I also had a request uh, for my father and my family. He was diagnosed today with COVID-19, um, and he's okay. elderly and, and at very high risk. So I would like some, some prayers, one, for his health, and two, for uh, my family to have faith and strengthen yes. their faith that um, no matter what happens, it's in the Lord's will. Absolutely. Father, I pray for Lainey, her father who's older, elderly, COVID-19, and it's a concern. So we pray for your healing touch upon him, that you would just uh, minister to him physically, but also spiritually as well for the family, that you give them a peace that passes understanding. Lord, that you give them comfort, and they would just uh, entrust all of this to you. Lord, you're the one um, that cares for us. And, and Lord, they're concerned. They're concerned for uh, Lainey's dad. And I just pray that um, they wouldn't, um, Lord, that they wouldn't be full of fear and, and all of that that the enemy desires to bring. But Lord, just give them a peace and a rest and bring healing um, that's what we ask, but we commit him into your hands, Lord, and we just pray for him, for your touch to be upon him, to get him through this virus, bring in healing, um, all of that, Lord, you know um, and you see. And Lord, I just pray for Lainey that you would just help her. Lord, as she desires to pray and sometimes just the, the she, she just needs um, that breakthrough or Lord, just the things that maybe brings a hindrance, that, Lord, that you would just clear them out of the way, and, Lord, that she would just come freely into the Holy of Holies, spend time with you and talk with you, be ministered to by you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Lainey, I'll be praying for your dad, okay? I appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. We got an open line. Let's go to Raymond in Denver. Hello? Raymond, yeah. you're on Calvary Live. How you doing? All right. Uh, I'm good. So I heard a couple of uh, gentlemen that called in and was uh, about his prayer, about praying with his wife. I guess it's been going on four years, yeah. um, and he's running out of uh, things to tell his wife all about timing i got a praise update i've been uh i was a real knucklehead and got sentenced to prison and and uh lost my kids i lost two kids i hadn't seen them uh for about 10 years 10 years and six months and uh i've been praying that whole time uh non-stop praying uh, a lot of uh doubt and anger creeped in and this last year uh, last year uh god really touched my heart and uh just uh, just kept on praying, and uh, slowly but surely, a little bit of this anger had been lifted off of me, and and uh, and uh, this uh, I guess uh, was it 
probably about a, uh, I got back Saturday. I spent mm-hmm. uh, seven days out in Arizona visiting with my kids, the foster parents that adopted them. Uh, they uh, they allowed me to come out there and see them and and uh, go and take them on a, a hike and go to the park and everything like that. Just like I was, you mean, just like I was family, with no yeah. restraints or no restrictions. And I just want to reach out to those people that uh, that that guy that was uh, praying. Don't quit praying. Don't quit praying. Don't get angry or don't just get discouraged. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. You know, I'll work out in God's time, and everything will be beautiful in the end. Yeah, and, you know, the Lord hears, and I appreciate that word, And because we can give up and we can quit praying and maybe praying for salvation for relatives or, um, you know, family or concerning our children and to just keep going to the Lord and being persistent. So I appreciate your word, Raymond. You know, in that right. prayer, even whenever it doesn't feel like anything's working, it is. It's all about time, uh, God's timing, not ours. Yeah. Appreciate it, Raymond. I'm glad you were able to be blessed in that way. So thanks for calling. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh. Thank you. I do want to um, pray for Adrian. She called and she um, wanted prayer for a job interview uh, before we go to our next caller. So, Father, I just pray for Adrian in Greeley that you would just help her with this job interview. And, uh, Lord, just um, I pray go well. And, and it, jobs are kind of sparse right now. And I just pray if it's the right job and provide for her that you would just open the opportunity for her to have this job Help her as she speaks, as she has this interview, guide her, direct her, and if it's your will, that she would get this job. And, Lord, we just lift her up to you, and um, and just bless her as she goes to this interview. In Jesus' name, amen. 303-690-3000. Got some time in the show. We're going to go to Pennsylvania. Bob? Bob? Hello. Hi. Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um. Yeah, Hope FM has been a blessing to me, and uh, the reason I called in was just uh, a question that struck my mind while I was hearing one of your answers on someone asked, how often should we take part from the communion? The last about eight months, our local church was closed. We opened up for a month, and we had to close again. Uh, My question is, is it wrong to partake from the emblems or partake from, uh, you know, know, remember the Lord's emblems at home? No, no, it's not. And there's nothing in the scripture that says that you have to do it in a church. Um, one of the things that we've done here at Calvary Greeley, when especially when we went through um, the, you know, we're only doing online, there was no in-person services, is that we did communion virtually. I encourage the dads, you know, get communion elements or, um, you know, we'll even provide for them if you want to come back out and pick them up and prepackaged, whatever, and and lead your family in communion. And I've always encouraged that, um, to lead your family in communion. Um, the Lord says that do this in remembrance of me. And he doesn't say, but only do it in church or only do it, you know, in a service. He doesn't say any of that. He just says, do this in remembrance of me. So I, I believe that he honors that. As we take the the communion elements and as we partake of them and give thanks to the Lord, 
the one thing that I do see is the Lord desires to do it in a way to where, you know, we're really, uh, there's a, a sense of, uh, of reverence to that in that we want to have the right mindset and heart in doing the communion. And, but there's nothing, I think it's personally a blessing, um, for the head of the home or family to take a communion at home. And I really believe that the Lord honors that. Pastor, thank, thank you. That was that was a great help. Um, I was really in between. Uh, um, I was confused about this uh, on this question, and then I think you made it very clear. Um, thank you very much. God bless your ministry. You bet, Bob. Absolutely. You know, sometimes we think we can only do certain things at a church, you know, and there's nothing in Scripture that says you can't take communion at church or it has to be led by a pastor or, or a priest or whatever. Um, same with baptisms. Um, sometimes uh, people say, is only a pastor that baptizes? Well, I've done a lot of baptisms. And, you know, one of the things that we're looking at is to be able to, you know, do baptisms once again um, here if we can find a place to do it. But, um, you know, I've had uh, dads baptize their son. I was with them, but they really look forward to that. It was such a blessing as the head of the house, as the priest of the home. And um, I think that's just a tremendous blessing to be able to do those things. Got a little bit of time. I want to go to Denver where Evan is on line one. Evan? Hi, Pastor. It's Ivan. How are you, Ivan? Okay. I I got a question. I was listening to Pastor Ed uh, the other day, and he was talking about the the Sabbath on the seventh day, and they worshipped up until Christ was crucified, and he rose from the dead. And uh, the people began worshiping on the Lord's Day, which is the first day of the week. And so they no longer uh, were tied to worshiping on the Sabbath. And he said that you can worship on any day of the week now, not necessarily we're tied to worshiping on the Sabbath. And I just needed some clarification on that. Well, you know, Paul would write in Romans in chapter 14, I believe, he says, one person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He would write in the book of uh, Colossians, he says, don't let anyone judge you concerning new moons, feasts, and Sabbaths. In other words, those things were just a substance of the reality. The early church started meeting traditionally regularly. We see evidence of that in the New Testament. Paul, when he was in Troash in the book of Acts, um, in Acts chapter... Uh, 20, that he, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul departed the next day, but he spoke to them. Uh, He spoke till midnight. So they met on the first day of the week, which was Sunday. Uh, And the reason that they did that is because that was the day of the Lord's resurrection. They started meeting on the first day of the week. We also know that Paul would say to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, when I come to get that gift— from you, that offering that he was going to take to Jerusalem, that he said, I'll come on the first day of the week. And why was he doing that? Because that's when they met, you know, the first day of the week. He would come to them, he would collect it when they met together. But one of the things that that Paul writes in our liberty is one man esteems one day above another, one man esteems every day alike. You be convinced in your own mind. I'm kind of one that I feel like we can meet anytime. We can meet on Tuesday. We can meet on Thursday. We meet on Sunday. That's what we traditionally do. We've had Wednesday nights. We have lady studies. 
And even the early church, what it was interesting in Acts chapter 2, the birth of the church, what you read is that that they went, um, as the church is growing, that they went from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. They were meeting house to house daily. So to me, um, you know, the church, the early church, the Christians moved from Saturday to meeting on Sunday, the Lord's Day, on the resurrection. And that's when we meet. But You know, some churches meet Saturday nights, they meet Sundays. I know a church here in town, a brother who's been ministering for a long time, they have their main services on Tuesdays and on Fridays. And um, to me, I esteem every day alike to be able to gather together and to worship, and uh, whether that's Saturday, Sunday, or whenever. But they did do that because um, it was a, a time of just the Lord's resurrection on the first day of the week. Well, it just seems to me that, you know, as they were with Jesus, they all worshipped on the Sabbath, and then he was crucified, and then the next day, they were no longer felt like they had to worship on the Sabbath. Well, here again, in Colossians chapter 2, and you might want to look at it because we're about ready to run out of time, is that the reason Paul says, don't let anyone judge you the Sabbath, what he's saying is, Jesus is our Sabbath rest. He's the reality. The Sabbath was given to the Jewish people as as part of a perpetual covenant. But now the church, we see, and we could explain it further, that we have the liberty to worship any day. So take a look at that. Hey, God bless you. Uh, love to be able to talk more about it, but we run out of time. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.